Welcome to Taking the Rams by the Horns, a podcast that takes current affairs out of current affairs. This is a podcast in partnership with Sowetan Live. I'm your host, Rams Mabote. South Africa is alive with possibilities. I mean, who would have imagined a former president in jail? A sitting president sleeping on cash, literally. A cabinet minister visiting a common prisoner in jail. Or even the post office operating, even when they have nothing to do. Can you confirm that delivery performances drop? Welcome to the new Sowetan Live podcast called Taking the Rams by the Horns with me, Rams Mabote. Each week, I will be taking a lighter look at very serious topics that half the time drive you up the wall. This podcast will use humor to take no prisoners, have no holy cows, and cook a whole lot of sacrificial lambs. In his 2008 classic bestseller, The Outliers, author Malcolm Gladwell argues profoundly that no one is self-made. There are people known and unknown who contribute to our success. This is echoed by Oprah Winfrey, who once said, and I quote, I don't think anybody makes it in the world without some form of mentorship. Nobody makes it alone, close quote. Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg had Apple maestro Steve Jobs. Michael Jackson had Quincy Jones. Lady Gaga had Elton John. And Maradona had, well, drugs. No one knows this phenomenon of a benefactor better than President Cyril Ramaphosa. When in 1996 Ramaphosa resigned from politics to move into business, It was basically the end of him as a powerhouse. Of course, going into business and becoming an overnight billionaire gave him influence and a good wife, sorry, a good life outside politics. His significance was waning, and he knew that too. 18 years later, after having lost out to Tabombeki as the heir to Nelson Mandela and walking away from party and politics, Ramaphosa got a call from an unlikely source, thrusting him back into politics. When former President Khalima Mutlante logically quit the Jacob Zuma camp after serving as the latter's deputy, both in the African National Congress and at the Union buildings, Zuma called on Ramaphosa to be his running mate. In 2012, Ramaphosa was elected deputy president of the ANC, becoming Zuma's number two. And like a good protege, Ramaphosa did not take time before singing the praises of his mentor. In one of his speeches, he had this to say about Zuma, and I quote, Talk time is over. We want action, and action man Jacob Zuma is going to make sure that this country moves forward. Right now, our Mr. Action, Jacob Zuma, is very committed. Close quote. You could not find more strange bedfellows. Zuma was a former exile, party elder, with little education, 
who is by all accounts a traditionalist and at best of times holds questionable views on just about anything. He was once infamously quoted for his homophobic views when in 2006 he said, and I quote, when I was growing up, Ngengili could not stand in front of me. Ngengili in this case, meaning homosexuals. Ramaphosa, on the other hand, a former unionist with university education and very wealthy, was seen as this modern and worldly man that can be trusted by business, the world, and moderates. But stranger things have happened in politics. And therefore, Ramaphosa, serving under Zuma, shocking as it was, it was not surprising. Zuma wanted to appeal to constituencies he was not influential in. Ramaphosa wanted a ticket back from the wilderness. And once they were in the opposite wings of the union buildings, Zuma continued giving to Ramaphosa. He was ridiculed and he did not do himself much favor either. There is talk about talks and people are talking all the time about Zuma. <clears throat> they talked about me before I was a president. They are talking about me when I'm a president. And I think because <clears throat> I'm, a, I'm a politician, I'm a leader, and people tend to try to find something to talk about Zuma. My surname is very nice and simple. Zuma. Very simple. <laughs> so they like pronouncing it all the time. Whenever he took the stage, he was wont to commit some faux pas. Some people who could not pronounce Kanja, they've now learned Nkanja, Nkanja, Nkanja. Even if you tell them the Kanja report is being processed, is going to come. I mean, three investigations have been made. Nkanja, even if we are discussing very serious matters, I mean, stand up, point of order. Yes, Nkanja. Tiggs was a church cook. Hey, On the other hand, Ramaphosa was operating under the radar, taking care of government business, and making fewer headlines. Even when Zuma was accused of corruption, Ramaphosa's name was never mentioned. Zuma was yet again giving to Ramaphosa. He made him look good without much doing of the latter. Unbeknown to both, Zuma's errors in office were entrenching Ramaphosa. And when the latter won the election to become ANC president in 2017. Zuma had delivered one more for his mentor. In no time, the ANC removed Zuma from office and Ramaphosa ascended the top seat in the union buildings. First as caretaker president and then later as elected president. He was the man South Africa had been waiting for, saying all the right things. I want to be there when the people start to turn it around, when they triumph over poverty. 
I want to be there when the people win the battle against AIDS. I want to lend a hand. I want to be there for the alcoholic. I want to be there for the drug addict. I want to be there for the victims of violence and abuse. I want to lend a hand. Send me. In song and praise, Ramaphosa was sending a message of the president South Africa was waiting for. The country was caught in what the media later referred to as Ramaphoria. Even though Zuma was out of office, he continued giving to Ramaphosa. Now facing charge after charge and appearing in court after another, Zuma started focusing his anger and vitriol at Ramaphosa unwittingly making the latter look like a saint. The commission, which had been unlawfully established, was itself being used by <clears throat> unelected leadership of the country to remove the true leaders of our liberation. Here, Zuma is heard illogically denouncing the Zondo Commission on Stage Capture, which he himself appointed, and referring to Ramaphosa and others as unelected leaders of the country. Yet another gift to Ramaphosa. Zuma was not making sense, and this made his successor, yet again, look good. Zuma's attack on Ramaphosa, the judiciary, and everything that moved, was seen as a distraction, an act of a desperate man bent on trying to retrospectively clean his image. Again, the beneficiary was Ramaphosa. And as Zuma kept on insulting his successor and the government, Ramaphosa said nothing in return, thus looking like a statesman. Zuma was giving to his protege. It came as no surprise when Ramaphosa was accused of keeping a stash of foreign currency in his farm that his crime was treated as less evil than Zuma's documented accusations of corruption and state capture. Ramaphosa was the lesser evil. Like Zuma, the party rallied behind him. Unlike Zuma, he was not vilified by all. But out of the blue, Zuma upped the ante. At the end of last year, after many stints of criticizing Ramaphosa and the ANC publicly, he announced that he would not be voting for the ANC, but for an unknown entity called Unkonto Assis, curiously named after the defunct former military wing of the ANC. That's what I'm calling for. I'm not going to vote for the ANC. I'm going to vote for everything. It was just a matter of where. Zuma had been on a rampage attacking the party and Ramaphosa, and his announcement came as no surprise. Just like he said nothing about Zuma's criticism of him and the party, Ramaphosa was mum on this big announcement, just like he does with a number of issues that concern the country. But choosing to vote for another party, although a gift for Ramaphosa, was also a day. It was time for Ramaphosa to act against Zuma. Typically, he kept his nose 
under the water, issuing a wishy-washy response. What I can say to you is that we all listened to that announcement and we have noted what he has said, what he has announced, and that is as far as we are prepared to go at this point in time. And everyone in our country is, is free to express themselves in relation to who they will vote for and why they will vote for them. And uh, we have noted what uh, former President Jacob Zuma has announced. It was instead other party leaders who spoke out. Are you going to expel Jacob Zuma from the party? He's not expelled, he has walked away. You don't, <laughs> you no, you don't expel a person who has walked away. There's no need to expel him, he has walked away. The ever so decisive and menacing query the Tiger Mantashi did not mince his words. Zuma had yet presented Ramaphosa a gift. He unburdened the party of the yoke of his checkered past. The ANC and Ramaphosa could go into this year's elections without having Zuma as one of the faces of the party. But Ramaphosa, like he always does, left it to the party to do the most logical thing. And this past weekend, the ANC suspended Zuma. Speaking at the end of the party's National Executive Council's Lakota, Party Secretary General Figile Mbadula had this to say. Jacob Zuma is actively impounding the integrity of the ANC and campaigning to dislodge the ANC from power while claiming that he has not terminated his membership. This conduct is irreconcilable with the spirit of organizational discipline and letter of the ANC constitution. This chain of events requires the organization to invoke measures to protect and preserve its integrity and prevent further damage to its reputation. As usual, Marula himself was impugning the English language as he always does. As to whether this move will hurt the ANC or benefit it, the jury is out. One thing is clear though, Ramaphosa has never hidden his gratitude to his mentor. I would like to thank President Jacob Zuma for the 10 years he has spent as president of our movement and for a lifetime of service to the people of this country. Mushumo we wabawita bachiko shumera rushaka rwashu pano Afrika chipembe. Nzoktoligela baba masibabili kpele. And Zuma in his generosity and magnanimity continues to be God's greatest gift to Ramaphosa and the ANC. Thank you for listening to this episode of Taking the Rams by the Horns. 
Please send your comments to me via email on rams at ramsmabote.com. Let me know what you think of the podcast. Please share your views on the love-hate relationship between Zuma and Ramaphosa. Download the MySowetin app and listen to more of my podcasts. We are also on Spotify. Follow us on X at Rams by the Horns and at Sowetin Live. From me, Rams Mabote, goodbye and God bless.